if you don't know my name. My name is Thurman Metters, and I serve as the worship and outreach minister here at Belton Church of Christ. And it is always an honor, always a privilege. Um, it's a heavy responsibility uh, to be up here, and I do not uh, take this lightly. So thank you for being here. Thank you for your listening ears. Um, there was a story about a boy um, who was listening to his father's sermon. And as, as his father was writing uh, his sermon, the boy looked at his father and he said, Daddy, Daddy, how do you know what to say? And his father looked at his son and he said, God tells me what to say. So the, the son looked at his dad and was like, well, why do you keep crossing things out? So listen, listen, I, I, I did cross some things out in my sermon. Um, we won't be too long, but I hope that God will get the glory. Amen? So um, we have started uh, this series on why, why, Jesus, why Jesus came. Uh, last week, our brother Vince Nieves did a wonderful job. Let's give him a round of applause. He touched on this subject as we learned that one of the reasons why Jesus came was to die. He thought you were to die for. So uh, today I'll be sharing another reason why Jesus came, and that's to preach the gospel, to preach the gospel. Um, Jesus came to preach the gospel. Luke chapter 4, uh, verse 18 and 19, the Bible says, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to preach the acceptable year of our Lord. Uh, this word to preach, when you define it, it means to advocate earnestly, to advocate earnestly. Uh, to preach means to set forth. To preach means to bring or to deliver. So he came to preach. He came to preach what? The gospel. What is the gospel? The gospel, the gospel. We know the gospel is the good news, the good news, uh, the, the, the story of Jesus. So to preach the gospel means to deliver his story, the story of Jesus. Now, somebody may ask, what story is that, the story of Jesus? Well, he came, he died, he rose, he ascended, and he's coming back. So when we talk about Jesus, we must look at the life the life of Jesus. Jesus served the poor. We just read, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. Jesus served those who were in need. Jesus identified with those who were in need. Went into places where those were in need. Uh, Matthew 25, 34 and 36, the Bible says, come, you who are blessed by my Father, 
take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you looked after me. I was in prison, and you came and visited me. Jesus identified with those who were in need. Jesus also healed. The Bible says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. Matthew 11, 28 and 29, the Bible says, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Jesus healed the brokenhearted. And then the Bible says to preach deliverance to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. This time, we're going to look at a story. We are all familiar with this story, John 9, 1 through 25. Um, We're going to do a lot of reading this morning. Is that all right? All right. Now, um, I don't want to get kicked out, so I'm going to tell you up front. This is the message version. <clears throat> All right. Okay. Okay, good, good, good. All right, cool. All right. John chapter 9, verses 1 through 25. If you're there, say amen. amen. Wow, y'all are fast. All right, the Bible reads, Walking down the street, Jesus saw a man blind from birth. His disciples asked, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, causing him to be born blind? Jesus said, you're asking the wrong question. You're looking for someone to blame. There is no such cause and effect here. Look instead for what God can do. We need to be energetically at work for the one who sent me here, working while the sun shines. When night falls, the workday is over. For as long as I am in the world, there is plenty of light. I am the world's light. He said this and then spit in the dust, made a clay paste with saliva, rubbed the paste on the blind man's eyes and said, go wash at the pool of Siloam. Siloam means scent. The man went and washed and saw. Soon the town was buzzing. His relatives and those who year after year had seen him as a blind man begging were saying, why isn't this the man we knew who sat here and begged? Others said, it's him, all right. But others objected. It's not the same man at all. It just looks like him. He said, oh, it's me, the very one. They said, how did your eyes get opened? A man named Jesus made a clay paste and rubbed it on my eyes and told me, go to Salome and wash. I did what he said. 
<laughs> when I washed, I saw. So where is he? I don't know. They marched the man to the Pharisees. The day when Jesus made the paste and healed his blindness was the Sabbath. The Pharisees grilled him again on how he had come to see. He said, look, he put a clay paste on my eyes. I washed it off, and now I can see. Some of the Pharisees said, obviously, this man can't be from God. He doesn't keep the Sabbath. Others countered, how can a bad man do miraculous, God-revealing things like this? There was a split in their ranks. They came back at the blind man. You're the expert. He opened your eyes. What do you say about him? He said, he is a prophet. The Jews didn't believe it. Didn't believe the man was blind to begin with. So they called on his parents. Now bright-eyed with sight, they asked, they asked him, is this your son? The one you say was born blind? So how is it that he now sees? Notice what his parents said. His parents said, listen, we know he's our son. And we know he was born blind. But we don't know how he came to see. Having a clue about who opened his eyes. Why don't you ask him? He's a grown man and can speak for himself. <laughs> his parents were talking like this because they were intimidated by the Jewish leaders who had already decided that anyone who took a stand, that this was the Messiah, would be kicked out of the meeting place. That's why his parents said, look, he's a grown man and he can, he can speak for himself. They called the man back a second time. The man who had been blind and told him, give credit to God. We know this man is an imposter. He replied, I know nothing about that one way or the other, but one thing I know for sure, I was blind and now I can see. Listen, the blind man was like, y'all keep on asking me all these questions about my situation. I, listen, I, I don't know about all that that happened. All I know is that I once was blind, and now I can see. Um, question, has the Lord ever done something in your life so incredible, so awesome, that you could barely explain it, barely could even comprehend it, didn't make any sense at all? But all you know is that I once was blind, <laughs> and now I can See, anybody in this room have a testimony like that? You know, I, I once was sick, and now I'm healed. I once was incarcerated, now I'm free. Once couldn't pay my bills. Now I have more than enough. <laughs> Listen, I was in bondage to alcoholism and drugs. But now I'm delivered. What I love about Jesus is that he preached with his life. It wasn't just word, or you know how we do. I'm guilty of this. It wasn't just social media posts. But when we talk about the story of Jesus, when we talk about the life of Jesus, he lived out, he lived out loud. He preached with his life. 
What does your life say about you? What are you preaching daily? What are you preaching Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday? No wonder the Bible says in Matthew 7, 16, you will know them by their fruit. Um, so, have you ever walked into a furniture store or an open house, something like that? Quinn, you may know about this, and they have the, the designer fruit set. It looks delicious, looks so good. Um, it looks so beautiful and so real that it almost make you want to eat it if you're hungry like me right now. But you got to be careful because there's a difference be- between designer fruit and real fruit. Don't ask me how I know. I'm just telling you, okay? It's a difference. Trust me. <laughs> Sometimes the only way to tell the difference is to bite into it. You will know them by their fruit. Who is the real you once you strip away all the layers and the stuff on the outside? Who's the real you? If others were to take a bite out of you, and I'm just now realizing I probably should have left that out. (laughs) But the Bible says, oh, taste and see that the Lord, he is good. If others were to taste or take a bite out of you, would your fruit be pleasing to God? Or would it have a rotten taste to it? How is your fruit? In other words, how is your life? How is your lifestyle? How is your walk? There's an old song from back in the day called Practice What You Preach by Barry White. Anybody? Okay. Okay, we got an amen. Uh, the, the, the lyrics to the chorus go like this. Because you keep telling me this, telling me that. You say, once I'm with you, I'll never go back. You say there's a lesson that you want to teach. Well, here I am, baby. Practice what you preach. Um, so if I could change the lyrics to that song, I would say, here I am. Practice what he preached. How many of us are living in conjunction with the words that we speak? Or are we a walking contradiction when we live our lives? Why Jesus came? Why Jesus came? He came to preach. He came to preach with the life he led. And I'm so glad that Jesus preached the gospel with his life. We should all, we should all strive uh, to do the same. I told you I wouldn't be long. So you've heard the word. Um, You must believe the word. You got to believe that which you've heard. What did we just hear? The story of what? Jesus. And you know, it would be a shame if we've all heard this and decided not to change. We're not just talking about visitors that are coming in. We're talking about members. Um, There should be a transformation when we hear the word of God in our lives. There should be a transformation. It should be change. People should see a difference in us than they do somebody else. The Bible says, For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. 
And guess what? Um, the, water, the water right now is ready. But let us continue to let Jesus be our example. Our example on how to truly live and to practice what he preached. Amen? Amen. We're going to stand at this time for the song of invitation. Thank you.